Hello and welcome. I feel like we need some firework sounds in the background as we are coming back for the first podcast in a long time. Welcome to the One Sealed Letter podcast, the podcast where we explore the legacy of letter writing and how to bring this beautiful tradition into the 21st century. I'm your host, Kay Collier, the voice and artist behind this podcast and our sponsor, Catherine Hastings and Company. I had a hiatus from the podcast since I was on maternity leave and then getting back to normal life, um, which I don't think you ever go back to life as it was before, but having more of an adjustment since my daughter was born in August. And I've thought a lot about the podcast and topics that we've covered and how I wanted to come back and things that we haven't really talked about. And it dawned on me that even though I have made a podcast entirely dedicated to letter writing and a lot of my artwork centers around letter writing, I've never explained why letter writing. I've just kind of assumed that everybody gets the magic of letters. And if you're listening to this, chances are you do. Um, But there is so much to say about letter writing. And I realized it makes sense for us just to do an episode talking about why letters and why they matter. A lot of the time when I share with someone who doesn't know me that I'm really interested in letter writing or that I do art that relates to letter writing, I hear, oh, that's wonderful. It's such a dying art. And I think, ah, it's not dying at all. (laughs) Um, I understand that people don't write letters like they used to. It's, you know, was very common a hundred years ago to write love letters as an example and that people don't really write love letters anymore. But I also feel that letters are so much more important in this time because they are more rare. And especially when you think about all of the types of communication that we're working with and that we're inundated with on a daily basis, email, phone, um, FaceTime, your messages within your social media platforms, all of the interactions within a social media platform. And then you think about the pandemic and how we're separated from people physically. There's so much about the time that we live in that makes letters just feel wonderful. You know, there was a time not too long ago when bills would be the main thing that you would get in the mail. And now that's changing. Most of us get our bills digitally. And so the things that come in the mail are either things that we have ordered and want, um, promotional things, or letters from friends. And so that dread of going to your mailbox, of course, there's a lot of junk that gets sent, but you're not going to have as much business stuff coming through the mail. And so I feel like we're at the most beautiful time in a way And that we have a postal system which works so wonderfully. You can send a letter from anywhere in the world. Uh, Whether or not it's going to get there, that does depend a little bit on the postal service where you're located. Uh, But for the most part, they work quite well. And it's not obsolete at all. So I think that's um, kind of the first thing that was occurring to me is that we are in a time that is unique. We have the ability to look at the history of letter writing up to this point and just take the parts of it that we really like, particularly the things that I romanticize. Obviously, wax seals are very important to me. That's a medium that I work with a lot in my art. But beautiful handwriting, beautiful paper, the words, obviously, that you're saying to somebody within a letter, that sincerity that you can communicate through a letter, 
those are all things that I take from the history of letter writing and I really romanticize and try to bring into the modern day. In actuality, if you were to look back at, uh, you know, letters over the past few hundred years, of course, there were love letters, but the ones that I, you know, physically letters that I found the most beautiful with those, you know, ancient um, seals and everything were usually business agreements and stuff that was just boring words about business between men. And nowadays, we can still take those beautiful details, have something look really handmade and thoughtful, have a beautiful seal on it, but it can be all beautiful words and real connection. Um, and it could be, you know, between friends or family. There's so many different ways um, that we could write letters and they're affordable to do for the most part. And as I was thinking about letter writing, a lot of the um, uh, memories that come up for me are a feeling of luxury. And it was something that I thought about a lot during my maternity leave as well. Uh, you know, having a newborn, trying to balance my family life, or I have a, another um, young son, just being able to rest when I really needed to rest was important. And so I thought of the the break that I had with my daughter as a time for me to really learn how to relax and how to rest. I know that sounds silly because I'm a full-grown adult and I feel like I quote-unquote should know how to do this, but in the time that we live in, it's so fast-paced and, you know, we go to school and then we go to another school and then we go into careers and the rat race just doesn't stop. And so I feel like this period of maternity leave when I was clearly working, you know, physically harder than I've worked before caring for a newborn and not sleeping much, I also had these really quiet moments where I just knew this is my time to relax. And when I had my son, I knew that, but I felt so much pressure to relax. And so the idea of being behind on sleep was really stressful for me. I just felt that if I didn't stay on top of my sleep, that life would get really scary and horrible because I just wouldn't feel well. And so with my daughter, rather than putting that pressure on myself, I just said, I'm just going to do what feels good to me, what feels relaxing. That doesn't mean that I have to just try to close my eyes and sleep. Great if I can sleep. But it meant that I was reading things that I just felt like they were so spacious and relaxing. I started reading Dante's Inferno because I felt like I had time to just sit and digest it really slowly. I made sure that my bed was really comfortable and that I had, you know, really um, clean sheets all the time. So it just felt so sumptuous on my skin. And I became very aware of textures, making sure that any of my clothes that I was wearing just felt good on my skin, not wearing things that were tight or that needed to look a certain way, but that I could really just relax in my skin and in my body. I know it sounds like I'm going a little bit off on a tangent here, but it's all to say that I really became aware of rest and how to approach my life in a way that's more restful, more sustainable, and really living with ease. And I think letter writing is in that same vein if it's done right, that it's something that we can just really sink into and enjoy. It's a wonderful balance of being with people and being alone as well. Lord Byron's biographer, I'm going to misquote him, but he, uh, the quote is often um, attributed to Lord Byron, but it was his biographer that said, 
letter writing is the perfect combination of company and solitude. And that's so true. I think about how with the distance between people, we're able to write letters and really feel like we're with them. There's an energetic exchange through letter writing and receiving letters. There's a physical object, the letter itself. There's something tactical about holding something that somebody's made. And so you really do feel like you're kind of spiritually with a person when you're reading their letter. Um, And when you're writing it too, there's a a feeling of connecting with that person kind of heart to heart, the strings that we have between us. But it's also a time of quiet for ourselves to really reflect. I think about how many times in my life I wish I had had two hours just to think about what I wanted to say to somebody and say exactly what I felt and exactly what I meant And that's what I see as like a real luxury, that time, that slowness, taking in what I'm feeling, what I want to communicate, being really intentional and sincere in my writing. And so that sumptuousness that I was talking about with maternity leave and what I was practicing, I really see that as kind of a continuum that's within letter writing as well. And it's within a lot of my other art. It's something that I'm trying to figure out what does it really mean to live in luxury? And for me, it's not about status. Um, It's not about money. It's about the way that we relate to the world around us. And I believe everyone is entitled to that feeling of luxury. And with letter writing, it's, it's accessible. It's something where you can just get a pencil and a piece of paper or a leaf and a pen and you can write on, you know, pretty much any surface and send it. And so, of course, there's so much that I love about you know, the history of different papers and beautiful inks and all of that. But that first part of really carving out the time in your life to sit with yourself and write somebody that you want to spend time with who's not right there is a really special thing. Um, So I know this is a little bit long-winded, but I think that it's something that as I'm probably talking about it, you're thinking in your own life about things that feel really sumptuous and luxurious to you And you might find there's ways that you can do that um, through letter writing, but also have letter writing influence other areas of your life. I'm just even imagining as you're listening to this, is there a way that you can feel more comfortable or more at ease in your space? Obviously, if you're driving, you need to be careful. Um, But even if you're in your car, is your car the right temperature? Do you need a seat heater? Do you want some cool air on you? Um, If you're at home, are you seated? Is your chair comfortable? How do your clothes feel? Is there something that you can do to really just sink into this moment and just feel at peace with where you're at? The other part that I think about with letter writing is the communication of beauty. And this is more my spin on letter writing, not necessarily something from history, but I think that letters are about not only connecting people, but sharing beauty and sending beauty into the world. Um, Similarly, I talked about luxury being different than status. I think beauty is often um, more kind of vanity, not thinking about the beauty of everyday objects. Um, Even just, you know, in the space that you're in, being able to look around and you see a glass of water, see the reflection of the light and the, the beauty of that, or if you have even like jewelry on you, like gold, that kind of beautiful glow of metal is so pretty. And there's all these little details that we miss. And so with letter writing, I think there's a way to bring in 
tiny details of beauty and give somebody something that's delightfully surprising that they rejoice in opening it and discovering what's inside and I love as many of you know who follow my work tiny details of beauty so obviously wax seals have these tiny tiny details and tiny carvings and I like to paint and add details so that there's something to really look at but it's not stagnant it's it, it's stagnant and that you can see it on the letter, but the letter goes out in the world. And when I send things, I don't intend for people to keep them. If they want to keep them, they can. Great. But it shouldn't be a burden of, you know, collecting things or archiving things. It's meant just to go and flow. And I thought about that for a while. It's kind of a reoccurring theme in my life is, do I send things out in the world because I am such a perfectionist that I just don't want to sit around me and then I have opinions and I don't think it's good enough. I think there is an element of that, but it's really less about that and more about letting things flow so that there's space for the new thing. And so when you're creating something beautiful or you're sharing something beautiful, yes, that thing probably is beautiful in perpetuity, but that beautiful thing flows into the next thing. And so it's like any type of creativity, it's moving. You get an idea for something you fulfill that creative idea and then all of a sudden you're in a different spot of creativity because that experience changed you. And so I think about that with beauty and sharing that as well. When I send something out into the world, I think about all of the people that it's going to touch. So if I, let's say I make a wax seal set that I sell in my shop, that's going to affect me because I have that experience of beauty and creating it. It affects the person who buys it. If they're putting it on their letters, it affects the person that receives the letter. Um, and a lot of my wax sets, they come in sets of nine. And so I think about that of, wow, if they actually do go out in the world, nine people will get to have this experience of beauty in motion and, um, you know, something that's kind of a surprise and, and beautiful. And so that it's not just wax seals, but wax seals are a space that I've obviously excavated a lot and um, have examples of where it applies. But it could be in your handwriting. It could be in a beautiful poem that you include. It could even just be in some color choices that you make with the color of the envelope, the color of the ink, things that are kind of taking the person out of their um, expectations and giving them something that's going to surprise them. Um, and then with that, it's, you know, again, creating that space for luxury and presence for them. When you sit down and read a letter, yes, you're in your space, but you're also kind of transported into that letter. And there's that sense of luxury, like, you know, I can't read a letter if I'm watching a TV show or listening to a podcast. I need to just be reading the letter. Maybe I have some classical music on, maybe I have some tea. So I might be doing multiple things technically, but all those things are kind of grounding me into the moment where I'm really enjoying that, again, sumptuous feeling of letter writing and letter reading. Um, and so I hope this isn't too esoteric, but that kind of goes a little bit more into my philosophy about luxury and letter writing and how it all applies. And then I also thought about how the things in our world, especially in the time that we live in where things are so fast paced, that letter writing is kind of um, a respite that it supports our ability to be productive in other ways. 
um, J.P. Morgan said that he could never achieve in 12 months what he could achieve in 10 months. He always took two months off each year. And I think about our model in the United States of how most people just get two weeks off and how that's really not enough time to be productive. We need so much more rest and recuperation. Um, I went through a yoga training. I was really into yoga about five, 10 years ago and did my 200 hour and then additional trainings. And one of the things that I heard in that was you should meditate for a half hour every day, no matter what, unless you don't have time in which you should meditate for an hour. And I love that idea that the busyness of our life requires us to carve out that space for meditation, prayer, um, just silence. Um, for me, appreciating beauty, creating beauty, sharing beauty. Um, and so I see letters as part of that, you know, two months of the year, the, the part of the year where we're not necessarily being productive, but it's the thing that is making us the most productive ultimately, and also having us just disconnect and really um, reconnect with our own humanity. Um, the other part of that is that there's an aspect of kind of everyday rituals and bringing present to that. Um, John Burroughs said that if you want to learn something new, take the path that you took yesterday. And I think about that um, in the context of letter writing of how, you know, I might write a million letters, obviously, but every time that I do new strokes, it's new movement. There's new things to discover when you put pen to page. And it's not necessarily that you need to leave the world that you're in. Um, there's always something new to discover in the space that you're in. And so letter writing is, for me, kind of a continual ritual that I can do. It's always evolving, always revisiting it. And that connection that I have with people is really dynamic. And so my relationships continually change over time. Um, and that beauty is expressed within the letters and how they change as well. The other aspect that I think about is, I keep saying the other aspect, there's obviously hundreds of things I'm thinking about here. Um, but another thing that I do think about is the physicality of a letter and how it's closing distance between people. When I look at historic letters, it's always about the distance between people. People write letters when they're not together. And so some of my favorite letter writing couples spent a substantial part, a substantial part of their relationship apart. That's why we have letters. And so when we're thinking about the kind of modern world and how everything is fast paced, you can order something online and it'll arrive that night or the next day. A letter does take longer, um, but it is still something that's in that kind of um, physical, it's in the physical world. And so it is something tangible, but because it's moving, it's not something you keep. Um, again, you can keep letters if you want, but many letters can just be recycled once the words have been read or savored, a, you know, over a few readings they've done their work and the impression they've left is there. So the letter can be move can move on. Um, and so I love that aspect of it too, that in a time that has so much materialism, the letters are a physical solution to that. The more that we appreciate the beauty that's around us, the more that we connect with others, we really refine the things that we have around us and we don't need to keep letters um, in order for them to create that real feeling of space 
and luxury. So I hope I'm not going too far out there in this kind of esoteric um, philosophical realm of letter writing, but I think that there's some magic about letters that are just not really talked about, and that's part of the magic that I see. And then, of course, there is the sense of like human connection, and there's a lot we could say about that, and of course there'll be many more episodes about how to communicate effectively in a letter, but it's both the connection with oneself and a connection with others. So I'm curious to hear from you. Do you agree with me on this? Um, when I ask if I agree, if you agree or not, that is totally open for you to disagree and say, no, I don't think that, that made any sense. Um, hopefully at least some of what I've said has resonated with you. I mentioned that for me, letters are kind of always changing and it's a place that I can have a practice and always show up to it being new. But these are some of the trends that I see over time. Also, I was thinking for this podcast, I need a name for you. I've noticed a lot of other podcasts have a name for their listeners. And also, when I was thinking about people I connect with on Instagram, I really don't like saying my followers. I feel like that's some weird kind of like guru um, cult language. I just don't want anything culty. Um, and so I was thinking maybe Medici, that we could call you the Medici, my Medici my patrons um, of my arts, but I thought you might have some other ideas too. I, um, during my maternity leave, I was talking with my best friend and I was in a, a little bit of self-doubt and I said, well, I just don't know. You know, my podcast is a epistolary history podcast. How many people are interested in that? She goes, well, when you call it epistolary history, of course people aren't thinking they're interested in it. When you talk about, oh, like, interesting words of famous people or how to write a letter. It's so much more approachable. But I also thought, oh, well, all of you who listen are very interested in epistolary history. So maybe you could be the epistolary historians, something like that. Um, I don't have any good ideas, though, on what you should be called. So if you have a good idea of what we should call the audience of this podcast, let me know. And of course, I'm just so thrilled to be back. And I should have podcasts coming every week now. Um, might change. We'll see how it goes, but I plan on every week having a podcast. And of course, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe, review, tell your friends. And then if we haven't um, met yet, or if you're totally new to my podcast, send me a note on Instagram, or you can email me, um, katherinehastingsco at gmail.com. Um, I do have another email, but I think that one's the one that is most likely to go through. And of course, I'm just so happy to be back and have you here with me.